Hello, my name is Mukuka Chipanta, and I'm a Zambian author and aerospace engineer. Welcome to the second season of my podcast, Kutika, Modern African Stories. Each time, I introduce you to a short story written by me and performed by different narrators. I'd like to thank all of my listeners for the overwhelming support received in our first series. If you have not yet listened to it, please take some time to do so and remember to post a review. It really helps with our sponsors. In series two, I have a special treat for you with the story of love, longing, and kindness, which I hope will resonate with you on a deeply personal level. The story is entitled, One Stranger to Another, and features two wonderful performers, Miss Muzala Shimukowa and my very own sister, Saka Chipanta Sega. One Stranger to Another by Mukuka Chipanta, Part 6 Episode 6 In the last episode, we learned about Pastor Lusambo's wife Mabel and how wounds from her past have colored her present. In this episode, we return to Mabel's rival, Mama Betty, as she arrives in Kitwa. Will she finally find her son? Kitwe main bus terminal, or Kemiubi, as the locals called it, was infamous for being a hotbed of trouble. It was a place where all manner of miscreants and scoundrels roamed with impunity. Mama Betty tightened the knot in her chitenge wrapper and pinned her bag firmly underneath her elbow as she braced herself for what lay ahead. Mami, mami, mulea, chambolikuno, buchi, tauni, paklanziapo. A ragged tyke, wearing a knitted skullcap, yelled as soon as Betty disembarked. He pointed to the distance in the direction of a busy street. Even before she could respond, Betty was accosted by two vendors, one selling frozen drinks, the other with a box of sweets in colorful wrappers above his head. She avoided eye contact But they were persistent, blocking her path and thrusting their merchandise in front of her. She attempted to hasten her steps, but was soon surrounded by yet more vendors brandishing their wares. Betty heard a voice from behind her. Is anyone meeting you here? She turned to look over her shoulder to find that Abel Chanda had pried his way through the swarm of peddlers. I can show you where to catch a minibus. Betty was filled with gratitude for Abel's assistance yet again. The same way he had chased away the cowboy 
who had harassed her at the bus station in Kasama. As she followed him across the busy street, she couldn't help but wonder why he seemed so eager to help her. They were soon dodging oncoming traffic before making it to the other side. A dusty haze seemed to hang permanently in the air. She had heard about the dirty air on the copper belt, how residents often fell ill with respiratory ailments. She missed the crisp, clean air of the countryside. Abel was tall and walked in long, purposeful strides, making Betty quicken her steps to keep pace with him. They passed a BP filling station before turning the corner at a brick structure that reeked of human effluent. Betty held her breath as she watched a group of ashen children playing inside a trench littered with empty bottles and plastic bags. So, this was life in the big city? After a few more yards, Abel stopped and turned towards Betty. He pointed to a cluster of blue and white vehicles with a string of numbers imprinted on them. Those are the minibuses. That's the cheapest way to get around in the city. He paused. Do you know where you're going? Betty dropped her gaze. She knew where she needed to go, but the thought of navigating a bustling metropolis by herself was daunting. Yes, I want to go to my son's school, Mpelembe. Abel nodded his head. I see. But sister, don't you want to go home first to your relatives? It's been a long journey. You need to rest and have something to eat. Betty shook her head. I must find my son. I need to go to his school. I need to go there and ask them. Perhaps sensing her intransigence, Abel stood silently for a moment, his eyes set to his feet. Mpelembe Secondary School is in Inkana East. He rubbed his chin before lifting his gaze. Actually, it's not far from where I'm headed. I think we can get onto the same bus, and if you like, I can even accompany you. It was an offer too good to refuse. Betty nodded gratefully. She suppressed her fears concerning any ulterior motives that Abel might possibly be harboring. After all, finding her boy was the most important thing. Abel and Mama Betty squeezed into two seats in the front of the minibus. The crusty-eyed conductor searched the bus, and when he was satisfied that every possible crevice had been filled, he tapped the rusted body of the vehicle. Tieni! The driver promptly shifted gears and set the vehicle in motion. 
The conductor trotted alongside the bus. And when it had reached the counter, he jumped inside and put the door behind him. How far away is it? Betty asked Abel. It's not that far by bus. Maybe 30 minutes. But it's too far to walk. Betty cast her gaze ahead. A 30-minute bus ride sounded like a distance that she could have easily taken on foot. People from the countryside were used to walking such distances. It was common to walk for two or sometimes three hours. The bus turned into a busy street, flanked on one side by a railway track. The driver reduced speed and was soon idling behind a truck bellowing blue fumes. Betty peered through the window. Her thoughts began to trail wistfully as she recalled the last night she had spent with her son before he left for boarding school. Are you a Zambian living abroad and looking to invest in real estate back home? Are you thinking of owning a home in the motherland but tired of hearing the horror stories of shoddy building projects and the lack of proper accounting for the money you send to friends and family? Well, finally there is a solution. Afrispore Developments. Afrispore Developments is a registered infrastructure development company focused on providing a world-class design and construction service that you can trust. With offices in Lusaka and Melbourne, Australia, Afrispor has over 15 years of architectural design and construction experience in a variety of sectors including residential, office, retail, healthcare, and interior design. Afrispor's professional project managers ensure flawless execution of building projects on the ground while providing full transparency in financial accounting. For more information, visit www.afrispor.com spelled A-F-R-I-S-P-O-R-E Afrispor Developments Creating infrastructure that is proudly and uniquely African. It was a warm night. The aroma of freshly grilled fish wafted into the air as Betty stoked hot coals on a brazier. The fire crackled as orange speckles rose from it, only to melt into thin air. She had made it a point to prepare something special for Pascal's final meal before he was to leave for boarding school the following morning. And you have packed your soap? She asked, without looking at her son. Yes, ma, 
I've packed it. And your uniform? Don't forget your tie. Pastor Lusambo said they are very strict about uniforms over there. Yes. Yes, ma. It's all in my bag. I've packed everything. Pascal was impatient. She'd asked him the same set of questions multiple times. He could tell that she was excited for him, but also extremely anxious about what lay ahead. It would be the first time for mother and son to be apart. Betty placed roasted tilapia onto a plate and covered it before lowering herself onto a wooden stool next to her son. Pascal was barefooted and shirtless, his elbows resting on his thighs. Yonder they could hear the rustle of birds and a chorus of crickets high up in the branches. Betty sat silently, savoring the moment. It would be three months before they would be able to sit like this again. Promise me you will write as soon as you arrive. Yes, Ma. I promise. I will write. As soon as you arrive? Yes. Yes, Ma. As soon as I get there. Betty smiled. She leaned forward and removed the covers to unveil a steaming plate of shimmer and a dish of cassava leaves in peanut sauce. Pascal grinned. Mouth watering, he could not wait to dig in. Betty placed her palms together and lowered her head. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you who provides all things, we come to you on this night in fellowship to give thanks for this meal that you have set before us. We ask that you bless it, Father, we pray that you provide for all those who are not as fortunate as we are to have something to eat today. She paused and then took a deep breath. Father God, we also pray that as Pascal leaves on his journey for school tomorrow, you may watch over him. Father, we pray that in all that he does, may he prosper and give glory to your holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, Pascal echoed. That night, Betty watched her son heartily guzzle his meal, smiling and laughing. How proud she was of him. How grateful she was to have birthed such a beautiful child. Never had she been happier than in that moment. There was a guard post next to a pedestrian walkway leading into the perimeter of Mpelembe Secondary School. A perimeter fence and gilded gate gave the place a regal air. Mama Betty's heart fluttered as she imagined her son walking through the gates of this prestigious institution of learning. Ebo led the way. Good morning. We have come to see the principal. 
He declared with a confidence that seemed to come naturally to him. A uniformed sentry sitting inside the guard post looked up and fixed his hat. You have appointment, sir? He asked as he began to flick through the pages of a handwritten notebook in front of him. Abo glanced over his shoulder at Mama Betty. She took a tentative step forward. My son, my boy, he's a student here. Do you have appointment? Betty hesitated. The guard rose to his feet. You need appointment, madam. He made his way out of the guard post and was soon blocking the pedestrian pathway. He was the diminutive man, and next to Abel, he appeared even smaller. Sensing the man's move to exert his authority, Abel spoke in a measured tone. Mutueleleko chief. It's just that it's an agent matter. He turned to face Betty. It's about her son, and she has come from far, all the way from Kasama. He glanced at the sentry's badge pinned atop his left breast. Officer P. Mwanza. Ba Mwanza, we just need to see the principal for a few minutes. Surely you can find a way to fit us in. The tiny man straightened his belt. He was clearly savoring the moment. He was the sole arbiter of who was granted audience with the school principal. He turned and stepped back into the guardhouse. Sitting in his chair, he began to scribble something into the pages of his notebook. Finally, he looked up and checked his head. Do you have your Reggie? Betty Chushi had never seen such opulence before. Manicured lawns, tennis courts and fountains with rushing water that glistened in the late morning sun. She did not know places like this existed in Zambia. It was as if she had suddenly been transported to a white man's country. Abo and Betty walked on a winding concrete path leading towards an office block set apart from the rest of the school buildings. There were banks of flowers in bloom on either side of the footpath, a kaleidoscope of colors. As they reached the threshold of the building, they were met by two young girls dressed in matching starched white shirts and black skirts that went down past their knees. Abel asked for directions to the principal's office and the girls ushered them inside. They sat silently in two chairs next to each other outside of Principal Kangwa's office. The principal's secretary had asked them to wait while she went in to talk to him. Betty shifted uncomfortably in her seat 
as she nestled her bag inside her lap. Thoughts of her son swirled inside her head. She prayed to God that Principal Kangwa would be able to tell her something, anything, that might help lead her to her boy. This story continues in the next episode. If you like this story, please subscribe and leave us a rating or post a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me at Chipanta Mukuka on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out my website, mukukachipanta.com, for updates and information about my upcoming events. Until next time, stay tuned.